Hey folks, sorry for the delay and thank you for tuning in today. You are currently watching the Tuesday Fields Drawing Group started on Tuesday, September 13th at 10 a.m. Uh, if this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and welcome to Guy Eacheson's Reinventing the Tattoo Community. Where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo on all of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, on Roku, reinventingthetattoo.com slash Roku, uh, where we actually have 12 to 15 channels going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also catch our podcast at all the major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. But no matter where you are watching live or on demand, the latest and greatest can always be found at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can even try it out for free. We've got sample webinars from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. We've got advice, advice from Guy Aitchison himself about your unique goals. We've got a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. Um, we even have an event schedule with a full weekly and special event live stream lineup. We have the Reinventing 24-7 channel, much like our Roku channel. It plays 13 channels, 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we also have world-class professional development courses available on demand from 20 world-class tattoo artists. Once again, if this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and in the chat. And hey, tag a friend who loves tattoos. Maybe it's uh, a friend or a coworker. Maybe it's someone who's thinking about getting something done. Maybe it's someone trying to get into the industry. Tag them in this. These sessions are designed to be helpful for everyone from enthusiasts to collectors to other artists. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into, starting on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, uh, where we go through and we talk about building up our skill sets and what skills we're going to be working on that week. That's followed on Mondays at 9 a.m. with Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we discuss different drawing techniques and strategies to help us become better artists. That's followed on Mondays at 11 a.m. with the Tattoo Weekly hosted by Lauren Gregory, Jake Meeks of the Fireside Tattoo Network, and Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now. That's all followed at 5 p.m. on Mondays with Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple. Um, after that, at 9 p.m., we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group uh, led by Guy and Sandy um, and maybe a couple other guest presenters. We don't know. Um, maybe you'll see yours truly on there. Maybe it'll be Ricardo. We never know. Uh, that's followed on Tuesdays with the uh, drawing group at 10 a.m. with Ricardo Certivant the Tuesday Feels Drawing Group, hence what this is. That's followed Wednesdays at 1 p.m. with the Tattoo Now Show, where we go through and we talk about the business side of tattooing. And Thursdays at 6 p.m. with the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast hosted by Fawn Baker. 
We'd like to go through and take a quick minute to thank our sponsors and the people, some of the people, not everyone, but some of the people that help make this happen. Starting with Raw Pigments, an ink company that's tapping into the source, rawpigments.co. Uh, these are acrylic-free, vegan-friendly, uh, powder-based pigments, a lot like the old-school powder that a lot of people used to use, only a lot less toxic. Um, take a look. They saturate the skin super well. I have them in my own personal lineup. Uh, they are absolutely incredible. Take a look at rawpigments.co. Next, we have worldtattooevents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. They are constantly keeping everything up to date. As we now know, living in this post-pandemic world, things still keep getting rescheduled. So for the latest and greatest tattoo event information coming to a town near you, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. Delize Pro, also known as Dermalize in the rest of the world uh, due to international copyright laws, protect your art. If you're still using plastic wrap to wrap up your tattoos after you're done with them, it's probably time to step your game up. Delize Pro is developed by wound care specialists and specifically designed to help heal tattoos. Take a look. There's tons of videos posted all about on the interwebs. Uh, take a look, watch some of the videos and find out what it's about. TattooNow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for the tattoo artists of all levels. Um, they have upgrades and they have um, mailing list and CRM software. They've got uh, professional development tools of all different types, including some professional development videos from people like BJ Betts and Bob Tyrell. So go through and take a look at TattooNow.com to stay at the leading edge of tattoo technology. And of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and professional thank you from Guy Aitchison. Um, GuyAitchison.com, the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. Go to GuyAitchison.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia. Uh, he's got some DVDs, custom coil machines, some original oil paintings, as well as countless prints, all available at GuyAitchison.com. We'd also like to go through and give a quick shout out to two of our affiliates, the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, if you're a person who's just starting on their tattoo journey, take a look at the Apprenticeship Diaries and the Fireside Tattoo Network with Jake Meeks. If you are already a tattoo artist and you're looking for another source of information as well take a look at the fireside tattoo network as always we always ask that you please post a positive review on our channel hit that like and subscribe button and help us get the word out if you find these uh, these drawing groups and these episodes enjoyable if you would like to host a reinventing the tattoo event become a sponsor of the community or if you would like a fine art or tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com. And welcome to today's show. We've got uh, James Wisdom with us. Hey, Jason. Good morning. Hey, James. Good morning to you as well. I think uh, Ricardo was on here a second ago, but I'm not sure... 
Uh, hold on. Mm, yeah, I know Ricardo's running a couple minutes late, uh, but that's okay. It's not a problem. No, you got this. Uh, excellent uh, like announcements this morning. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take a note from from you. Yeah, I can send you the uh, the word document that I use. I pretty much follow that, and it's good. That was, but I've also yeah. done this almost a hundred times, so like, it's uh. uh you're uh, very professional. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've got a little bit of practice being in front of a camera. Uh, some of you may recognize this face from places. Well, never mind. We're not going to say where. Um, but I, I may look a little familiar to you if you look in the right places. We'll leave it there. But yeah. Yeah, just uh, getting started for the day. It's another wonderful Tuesday. Um, just waiting on Ricardo, our, our main presenter for the day. Uh, and I'm actually really, really, really excited about this tattoo that I have coming up on Thursday. Um, in fact, I can go through and I'll do a quick screen share and kind of show you where I'm at with it. Let's do this. I have to plug this into this thing. And then this goes into that thing. Because technology, right? Uh-huh. Where's my chime? Hmm. Cool. It's working. Okay, let's do this. We are going to switch to number four. Oh, there. Now I have headphones on and I can hear you. Yay. Hey, Amber. How's hey, it going? Amber, how are you? I'm good. I was running a little late. My camera was backwards. I forgot to put my earphones in, but I made it. So this is what I have coming up on Thursday. It's a full sleeve um, of a tribal armband cover-up. Nice. Yeah. And I'll just spotlight that so everyone can see it a little bit bigger. Uh, it's yeah, going to be pretty right. pretty tricky. Um, I've got, you know, I think I'm going to do, this koi fish is going to be done with like a lot of deep blues, um, some black shading, uh, maybe some purples in there, not quite sure. Uh, this guy down at the bottom, and I'm still figuring out all the transparencies that I'm going to need to do because I'm like neurotic with my, um, with like my, my stencils and my line drawings. Mm -hmm. uh, where is, we'll go to inking. And this is kind of a little trick that I started doing uh, just for getting my stencils together. And I draw everything out on separate layers, everything. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's, if it can be drawn on a separate later layer, I will put it on a separate layer. But um, I always like to leave a bit of a skin break between lines and edging to help separate out different uh, elements. Mm -hmm. Just makes things more recognizable, right? Yeah, but I, I found by using a, a pen tool 
as opposed to like an actual like airbrush in Procreate, I can actually get a little bit more of a defined kind of like edge. So I always like to go through and do all of this. I'm, when it comes down to actually tattooing this, this fin in the background behind all of the water is going to be very translucent, like barely even there, but still recognizable that it's there to kind of show the transparency of the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've really enjoyed playing around with a lot of transparency effects lately. I think it's a lot of fun. Just trying to figure out how to make things look transparent. Yeah, without just adding water to the yeah. pigment. Because all that does is change the longevity of the tattoo. Right. It's still got to be saturated. Yeah, it's um, it's always a trick, and it's a lot of like little visual things about how you outline things, what you outline them with, what you know. Are you doing like a hard black line? Are you doing because that can be done? Um, or are you using like a gray line? You know what? Depending on what you're using, it can have a completely different effect. But there are ways to do it with hard black lines, and there's ways to do it with gray lines. Just, sometimes you just got to get creative with the way that you want to do it. I've been experimenting a bit with that in pen and ink and watercolor. Mm -hmm. With making more translucent, you know, washes and glazes. I figure once I get proficient in watercolor, I can figure out how to transfer that to tattooing because I've had to figure out how to transfer every other medium into tattooing so far. Yeah, I've, I've always been an advocate of um, liquid acrylic painting just because it, to me, I find it far more akin to doing a tattoo than I do any other medium because it's permanent when it dries you can thin it out and layer it and glaze it like you would tattoo pigment. Um, and you can move it around and every, all of the colors that you're going to use are translucent to begin with, just like tattoo pigment. So to me, it just kind of makes sense. I chose to try to start doing watercolor because um, my comfort zone is pen and ink which is very controlled, very precise, very detailed. And I needed to get out of my own box. So I was like, I'm gonna relearn how to do watercolor. It's the exact opposite of my comfort zone. So I've actually found watercolor and pen and ink to be very, very similar as far as technique. Um, and the way that you can use it and manipulate it, thin, thinning things down to build those glazes and those layers. Um, I find them to be very similar, but that's just my own kind of perspective. Um, if you were really trying to go to the opposite end of the spectrum, I would Don't say, yep, jump into oils. 
they scare me. I plant, they are on the list. They are on the list. I've only worked in oils twice in high school, but they are on the list of things I know I need to master. If I want to take my art further, I know I need to master them. You learn a lot about yourself when you start working with oils. You learn about your patience level. You learn about maintaining patience, you know, trusting the process, working little bits by little bits and knowing that, okay, well, I'm going to let this dry and I'm going to walk away from it. And then when I come back to it in a few days after thinking some more, I'm going to take another look at it, see how things are developing there. Um, and if I like the way that that's kind of dried, then I can move on to the next piece. If not, I know I got to do another layer. You know, so I find that you really learn a lot about um, your your own personal level of patience and, you know, what's going on at that point in time. Part of me is looking forward. I think it forward. takes a lot of practice, too. It takes a lot yeah. of, like, um, like, I mean, I think you can, you can also, you can get a lot of instruction. You can do a lot of research. You can... Um, um, but nothing, nothing is really gonna, uh, you know, do it like experience. <laughs> so I think probably, you know, um, just, you have to, you have to go for it. You have to try it. Um, but there is this, uh, you know, there is this freedom, you know, it doesn't have to be for anything, especially if you're, you know, if you're just getting started, you're just practicing. Um, once, you know, like Jason says, once you kind of like learn a little bit more about <laughs> about how your process goes, uh, then you can start selling those babies. You know, yeah, um, you can start doing it more uh, proficiently. I feel like, and and you know, take a commission or or maybe you know, like you have something you're proud of, and you can you know put it out there and sell it and stuff. Um, easier said than done. Yes. Yes, it is. Sure. I always have a hard time getting rid of my, uh, not getting rid of, but selling an original work. I prefer to sell prints just because I have a hard time letting go of originals. But I really don't have room to keep all my original artwork. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling all too well. Just starts to pile up after a while. Yeah. <laughs> I got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't give away enough paintings every year to like friends. I was like, I don't know. Here's when I did like a month ago. Like I have nowhere to put it. I don't know what yeah. to do with it. If you want it, it's I, yours. Take it. I'm more than likely, more likely to give away a piece of art to someone I care about than I am to sell it to someone I don't know. Yeah, I, I've done that before quite a few times. I, um, I'm famous for making gifts, though, so. Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where if someone really likes it and they want to buy it, I'll sell it. I've got no that. problems with that. They might it's not funny. like the price. But... I have no problem at all painting and nail polish. I do tiny little scenery on the tiniest canvas in the world, and I have no problem. Like you give me real paint and a big canvas and then the anxiety starts. <laughs> I, 
Now Sorry I want about that. Puppies. My puppy no, dogs. Okay. Hey. How old are they? Um, well, they're actually my, my brother's dogs, my brother's family's dogs. I, I think, you know, I think one is, is about, uh, eight or nine and the other one's a little bit younger. So, Aww. but they are, they are so cute. Puppers. And they're like the greatest, they're the greatest guard dogs you've ever met. Vicious attack Karen Terrier. <laughs> so, yeah, they're so, they're so sweet and they protect us. Yes, yes you do. I had the exact opposite kind of dog. I used to breed pugs. They are not good guard dogs. <laughs> they sleep 14 sure. hours a day and will do anything for food. So they're kind of like me. They're very much like cats, believe it or not. They're just roly-poly cats. They sleep all day long and they just want to eat. I used to have St. Bernard's, uh, two of them, and, you know, in a small apartment. <laughs> they were, uh, there was so, there was just this ring around the whole place, you know what I mean? Like right at their, mm -hmm. right at their, you know, face height, right? Where they just sort of slobbered, you know, like a <laughs> nonstop ring of slobber all the way around. Um, uh, but they were just big and fluffy and, you know, they just, you know, just rolled around. Yeah, there's a St. Bernard in my neighborhood that goes by my house all the time. He's gorgeous. I don't know how that little lady, she's got a St. Bernard and she has a Great Dane. And this little <laughs> woman walks both of them and they just, they listen to her. She's got them perfectly trained. And I'm like, one of these days, something's going to spook those dogs and that woman's going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. Come on. Oh, we here used to he have is. Shepherd. Yo. Ricardinho. Morning, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Running behind. So good, man. No worries. <clears throat> Let me turn on my We're light. all running a little behind today. Yeah, totally. For some reason, I thought it was a different time, and I apologize. It's all good, man. No worries. What are you guys working on today? How's, how's everything going? Things are going well. Life is good. Yeah, life is pretty James, good today. Hey, good to hey, James, how you doing, bud? I'm good. Yeah. That's good to hear, man. Working hard. Big day today. Uh, well, it's uh, it's important, right? Like, so I'm not tattooing today, Go but ahead. I'm gonna try to get a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm gonna try to draw a lot of thumbnails. I've got some, I've got some like graphic design stuff to do. I've got some tattoos to draw. Um, and so, uh, I think it's, it's, it was, a it's just really great to have like, I don't know, it's just really great to be here with y'all working on my work and having some, you know, everybody's doing it too. So some chit chat, some, some feedback, all that stuff. It's quite so, motivational, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think so. I agree. I couldn't agree more. It's been pretty awesome. I tend to get more work during these sessions than I do when I'm on my own. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> There's too many distractions when I'm on my own. I got, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Why am I sitting here drawing when I've got to get this done? Well, when I'm on with you guys, I'm supposed to be sitting here drawing, and that is my job. Nice. Yeah, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, I, I as well am very productive and probably more productive than usual whenever I'm on these sessions. For me, though, it's about being held accountable, right? So uh -huh. accountability is a big thing with me. And I know that if I'm sitting here with other artists, I'm accountable for doing the same things. I'm part of a group. We are all artists. We're all drawing. We're all working on things. I don't want to be the one that's, you know, sitting back, like, you know, channel surfing while things like this are going on or doing other stuff. You know, it's it's forcing me to be productive because I want to try to keep pace. I want to try to get to the level of James and Ricardo and all that stuff. So exactly. helps push me a little bit. Whatever. I'm trying to get to Jason level. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you don't want to sink to my level, okay? It's, <laughs> it's not a very pleasant place to be. There's a lot of hard work and unnecessary hard work that gets put in at my level. Whatever. I think we should just use Ricardo as like the goal there. No. Yeah, I, I think we should use him as the standard. You guys are ridiculous. The standard to reach. Yeah, we, lo we love you, Ricardo. Thank you, man. Likewise, buddy. I, uh, I got up today and I, I went to the gym and stuff like that, dude. It's been, it's been a pretty good morning so far, so of productivity. Um, I started working a little bit more on this uh, this project from last night. I don't know if you guys have messed around with it anymore. Did you guys stay up late and work on it at all? or? I stayed up late, but not to work on that. Um, I had like eight other things I had to get drawn up for this week. Yeah, I'm going to be working on this uh, pinup as well. What about you, James? No, it was... Uh, um... It was straight to bed after class last night, but man, I really liked your your design, Ricardo. I thought it was probably the, I don't know, it was a real standout, I thought. And um, that was a really interesting um, uh, project we did. And I thought, I thought like, you know, maybe taking some of the, taking the eraser away was something yeah. that I think um, I don't know, kind of forced me just to, to go for it in, in different ways. And, and, and I don't know, I, I, I'm pretty done. I'm pretty much done with mine. I might, I don't know. I might tweak it a little bit more and tighten it up just a little bit, but nice. a lot of times I kind of feel like I got to keep going over it and like erase stuff and make it more yeah. like a painting, but treating it like a tattoo. Um, I don't know. That was a, that was, I, that was nice. I thought. Nice change of pace. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like a virtual tattoo, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to comment on the virtual tattoo thing. I'd seen that commercial about somebody uh, doing a tattoo from another part of the country or something like that on some lady. Pretty wild, dude. It's going to be wild, man. 
see what happens in the next few years. Sir, you mean that real, it was like it was like Crazy. robotic, right? That yeah, we're talking exactly. about. Yeah, it was like attached to an iPad or something like that. The the person that was doing the tattoo on this lady's arm was a tattoo artist, and they were trying to do it as remotely as possible. And it was pretty funny watching some of the 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 lead up to it. Um, they had uh, he was tattooing oranges and stuff like that, and like the needle was literally like the tube was sinking into the orange, and it's like oof. Oh man, but they 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 got it in, and it was a pretty rudimentary design. But I mean, they did it, and that's just the beginning. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens yeah. next. Once we start they do it once, they that. can fine tune that action until it's perfect. Totally. Have you guys AI seen the video? Have you guys seen the video out of a guy that um takes a it's like a laser engraver. Mm-hmm and programs it up with a design and then puts his own arm underneath the laser engraver shut up yeah no. and he gives himself like a tattoo that way and it's super fast less than a minute shut up i mean there's no like there's no color there there's no like you know like brush branding? strokes or anything like that but it it's a flat graphic that got laser etched into his skin no way. Yeah, it, was, it blew my mind. Wow, dude. That's crazy. That's incredible. I don't We're know. Like an extension of our, you know, of like of our tools and stuff. Like, you know, tattooing, you know, would have been like some sharp implement and then some kind of ink in the beginning. And then, you know, fast forward to electric tattooing. And I mean, if we compare it to like paper and pencil and then, you know, versus versus a tablet like an ipad or whatever and then ai you know like ai generated images or something like that it's sort of like you know there's still this author there's still you know like there there's still like an artist or somebody but you're using the tools that are you know that are available i wonder if there is a limit or if there's a line there you know like is it where do, do we get erased, you know, completely? Or is there always, you know, there's always this need? Well, so far, that's a good question, because I think so far we still need people to do the program, all the ones and zeros, you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, but I think eventually the idea, the notion is that it'll start programming, like something of some kind of intelligence to start programming itself, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I think that's the point where we might cross a line. AI scares me a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I've seen too many movies. Skynet. I mean, I mean yeah, I was going to say Terminator is like one of my all-time favorite movies anyway. So. Terminator, Matrix. Yeah, Matrix is a good one. Did you guys watch the Animatrix at all? I loved it. Yeah, it's really good. I, I actually have it on DVD. I don't even own a DVD <clears throat> player anymore, but I still have my <laughs> DVD. Nice. Yeah, that's becoming obsolete too, huh? I remember. Yeah, but uh, I curated that collection to specific things, and I don't want to give it up. I'm not transferring it over again. No, definitely not. I mean, I had this wall of movies for a while that I sold a couple, about a year and a half ago or so. A lot of Blu-rays and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, everything that I own is now is just I can just stream it all on Amazon or mm -hmm. Netflix or something. It's like, 
I mean, I, I debated on keeping all of it, you know what I mean? But uh, I got rid of it. I have a bunch of records that I, I'm not going to get rid of. But um, Oh, yeah. I use my turntable all the time. Yeah, for sure. I was raised by hippies. So I have a lot of albums that I kind of inherited from them. Killer. Killer. You got to love that. I actually have a tattoo documentary that was filmed in the mid 80s that was never transferred over to digital video of any kind. So you can't find it on a DVD. You can't find it any streaming anywhere. It only exists on VHS tapes. What's that? It's a documentary that was made of Philadelphia based tattoo artists and collectors back in the mid 80s. Nice. So it's got interviews with guys like Philadelphia Eddie and a couple other people. The problem is it's still in its plastic shrink wrap. And I got yeah. it from the person that actually made the documentary. Nice. Um, I haven't taken it out of its plastic shrink wrap yet because I don't know anyone that owns a VHS player. Yeah. You know, it's become such an obsolete <clears throat> technology that yeah. very they few people make it on it. Yeah. It's become such an obsolete technology that you'll pay like 40, 50 bucks for one on eBay because people are looking for them. I could probably find one at like a thrift shop somewhere, but I would just have to get out and put the effort into looking. Yeah. That or Convert it to digital format, Jason, so that I way was, you can share it. with. Uh, I was actually thinking about that and considering that I'm still in touch with the person that made it. Um. I, I might do that and see if I can get their specific permission to go through and post it, like get it converted to digital video and then post it up online somewhere. Uh, because it's a lot of interviewing and a lot of very behind the scenes stuff from way back when that, you know, a lot of people, unless you were around in the scene in that time period, you know, you probably wouldn't really have an idea of what it was actually like at that point. Right. But I think it would be a good little insight into, you know, where have we come in the past 40 years? That's a piece of tattoo history I'd like to see. Absolutely. So would I. I just don't have a means to view it. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally had the VHS for six years, seven years. And nothing. So I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. Jason, you being around from the Philly area, do you get to see a lot of uh, Philadelphia Eddie's work floating around at all? Have, have you seen it in the past? I have reworked some of Philadelphia Eddie's uh, tattoos. I've freshened them up. Um, and it, it's crazy because you look at it and you're like, what did he do here? what is this? Like, is this, are these like leopard spots? Is that, no, huh. can't, is that an eye? Huh. No. So you're, you're sitting down trying to figure out what's going on here. Okay. Um, and it's tricky because you got to match the line weight there. And the person inevitably that you're tattooing is going to say, yeah, he sat down, he drew it on me and he was done in 30 minutes. Yeah. That was his MO. An hour later, and I'm still working on this thing, trying to figure out what it is, you know? 
Um, but he was quick. He was very quick. Mm. But um, I've run into people that have gotten tattooed out at um, uh, Ed Hardy's studio out in San Francisco, and they've got old Ed Hardy stuff. Um, all different people from up and down the East Coast. Uh, from oh man, who was it? Uh, who who was that in uh, Coney Island? Um, Stoney Sinclair. Yes. I had someone come in that had a Stony Saint, an original Stony Saint Clair tattoo. Shut up! That's awesome. No lie, dude. No lie. I mean, this dude has traveled and he's covered. He got it when he was ten years old because he's like ninety years old now. <laughs> I mean, dude was ancient. You could barely even tell it. You could see like a dark blob, but like he's. I don't know. I got this from some guy in Coney Island when I was like sixteen. You know. That's so rad. I, I, I came home, it was my first happy. one, and my mother beat my ass. You know? <laughs> and and that's the way that it was, man. I mean, it's like, whoa, what? Because back then there was one studio for like 50 miles. So, I mean, you know that if someone said that, oh, I got tattooed out in Honolulu. Yeah. That's we so pretty much cool. know who did that tattoo. Yeah, I've had a couple of those walk into the shop, man. I had I had a couple pictures on my old phone and I was like, damn it, my phone died, dude, and it lost. I had I didn't have anything synced up to my cloud or nothing. I I lost this guy's uh, eagle that I'm pretty sure Sailor Jerry did, man. That's awesome, dude. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, and then around here, you, uh, every once in a while, you get to see some Mike Malone stuff too. You know what I mean? Some Rolo stuff too. Oh, sure. that's a trip, dude. I've always yeah. loved Rolo stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty prominent around here. I mean, it's, I'm not too far from Chicago, so. Yeah, his uh, shop on Taylor Street. Yep. Um, they're still, I mean, they're still doing tattoos. It's it's like super old school and, um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a cool shop. It really is. And yeah, they, uh, they really, you know, they really sort of like, you know, um, uh, they kind of like maintain that uh, that lineage, you know what I mean? They they um, mm -hmm. it's people who work there. They you know they really like uh, they're really serious about you know about the craft of tattooing. But you know they're real tattooers, and they I don't know they just like um, it's it's old school as fuck. You know what I mean? It really <laughs> is. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's some friends that do some guest spots up there every once in a while, and they definitely love it for that reason. Still very much a street shop, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get you in, right? <laughs> you know, you yeah. can go there right now. Yeah. Get a tattoo. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I haven't been up. I don't get up to Chicago very often, you know what I mean? But I do, I do enjoy it from time to time. Um, I've been, I've done a couple guest spots at a place called Insight Tattoo Studios. That was fun. Uh, and Tattoo Tattoo as well. But uh, there's some really good tattooers up there, man. It's crazy. Some really good artwork coming out of Chicago. Yeah, those are awesome shops. Yep. I've seen some really good work coming out of Indiana, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. Indiana's got some, got some killer artists. Um, it's uh 
That's really interesting. You know, like the whole, it's really changed a lot though, too. You know, like I, uh, I left Indiana and I moved to Chicago in like 2007. And, um, uh, I don't know, back then there was, there were these really big, almost like chains, you know, these chain stores where there were, you know, like multiple tattoo shop locations. And, and, uh, I mean, there was, there was all kinds of shops everywhere. There always has been, but, um, but anymore, it's like, uh, now there's, you know, now there's these like boutiques where there's, you know, really excellent artists, you know, they're independent and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a different scene and there's, um, and there's just so many great artists right now. It's, it's really yeah. inspiring. It really totally. is. Yeah. People are starting to come up a little bit differently now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, it's a much different game. Yeah. Um, as far as like the traditional quote unquote traditional entry kind of way of uh, getting into the tattooing, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I agree. I have seen a lot of, I have seen a lot of the boutique kind of stuff like that. How do you guys feel about all that? Like, are you guys into it or, I mean, I think it works sometimes, you know what I mean? I think it's pretty nice to be able to go into an environment where you feel like actually welcome and shit like that too. <laughs> Cause I don't know about you guys, but I've gone into a few shops uh, in bigger cities and they don't know who you are and you just kind of get like the cold shoulder you know what i mean like that's kind of a bummer to me and i don't really get that in a lot of like the more boutique kind of areas or more boutique kind of shops like it seems like people are more willing to talk to you and a little bit more uh, patient with what's going on and stuff like that you know i guess because you have the time to do it or the general interest you know I think it, yeah. it has to do with a big change in the culture of tattooing ever since tattooing hit mainstream. Um, I think you, with the, the rise in these boutique studios that are very, very focused on either one style or, you know, just very small limited number of artists where they're really client focused. I think it's, it's nice to have that kind of a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think a lot of these places that, you know, are more client focused, they're going to give you the time because they, they're part of this new wave of tattooing that, you know, really cares. They understand where things have come from, but they're not willing to go back and, you know, I, for lack of a better term, do like a backslide into that old, like grungy, scary biker mentality, you know? Yeah. Um, Firebomb your shop kind of style, right? Right. Uh-huh. You know, I like it, but yes, I have seen, I have seen a noticeable uh, difference in the rise of the um, boutique studio, if you will. Yeah, definitely not trying to talk bad about it. I just noticed that you know, coming from. Like what we've been talking about the past few days, uh, the past few times we've been on Zoom together. It's like, like the other day we were talking about uh, making our own needles. Is that last night? I think we were Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. Yeah, man, it really was. Yeah. I had to do that my first time around. Yeah, but I you know what? My, I had to make his needles. Yeah, that's what that was my deal too. Like I learned how to make needles yeah. for the boss too. The same thing. Ah, uh, that way I was making the needles. I was running the autoclave. Yep, spore testing, everything, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know the normal apprentice stuff: cleaning the bathrooms, wiping down the 
you know, everybody's face and all of that stuff. But I was also doing that stuff when I was in high school and just being annoying. Yeah. Which is how I got in there. There you go. There you go, man. I think then we've I talked about Yeah, then I had a baby, then I got a regular job, and now it's tattooing again. Yeah, I caught the uh, I caught the Sunday episode, and I, I saw that you guys were talking about like the past and how you got into the industry, and I caught that you were uh, like kind of in the social work, so to speak. I worked so, with autistic kids and juvenile delinquents for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I loved it. That's awesome. But that, that's also a young person's life. <clears throat> the older you get, yo. I'm over that now. I don't think I could go back to that job with the same amount of patience and energy I had when I was 22 when I started. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I feel you there. Like, I'm... I want a calm that. job like tattooing. <laughs> compared, to, compared to, you know, special needs kids, tattooing is a very calm chill job maybe it's because i don't it doesn't feel like a job there you go it never feels like a job it just feels like i'm doing what i should be doing it feels like a job to me whenever i have to deal with like taxes and crap like that you know what i mean like the adult part of the business it's like yeah taxes paperwork yeah licensing all that stuff like that no thank you Yeah, the last job that I had was a, like, quote-unquote job was at some kind of data entry place, man, and I remember I had already started messing around with tattoos, and I was talking to a tattoo artist in Texas, and he was helping me out quite a bit, and, um, man, I just called in. I went on break, and I called him back in that, at, at lunch, and I was like, I'm not coming back in. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I quit. You know what I mean? I was like, it's all or nothing, dude. Like, I just quit. I'm not, I'm not coming back. They're like, well, whatever. We'll see you in the next few days. You just go ahead and take your time. Come on back. And I was like, no, dude, you don't get it. I'm not coming back at all. And I never did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never did. Yeah, but I do remember when I opened up my first shop uh, in 2001, man, dude, that was rough. There was like a couple weeks where I was like not tattooing at all. I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. But you know, I mean, you got to struggle through it. The struggle makes the success sweeter. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think about, go. I think about, I think back on like making those needles and stuff like that for that guy and my old boss and stuff like that. And like, I, I can't, I can't express how much I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much I, how much I appreciate the fact that I can like, I mean, now cartridges, you just can buy them and you can buy them anywhere, really. But the fact that you can, mm-hmm. like, look at a cartridge and say, this is good because of this configuration or this is bad because of, like, some needles are off or something like that, you know what I mean? Or bad bad solder job or something like that. Inconsistent soldering, especially. Yeah. Um, Jason and I have talked about that a few times, too. It's good to be able to, like, know it from the ground up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, do you guys remember running your coil machines and, like, 
you do one little walk in and the tattoo machine is like, yes, dude, today's going to be a good day. <laughs> My machine is running like a top, dude. This is awesome. The tattoo gods are happy with me. I've done something great. And uh-huh. then you go to do the next little kanji and you're like sputtering and, and like spitting everywhere. And yeah. And it's like, what the <laughs> hell just happened, dude? What did I do? <laughs> I'm sorry about that second beer I had at lunch. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little wild, man. But to be able to, like, you know, look at it and, and figure it out and tear it apart, you know what I mean? It's, there's something magical about that that I kind of miss sometimes. Yeah, the engineering of it. I still think <clears throat> um, coil machines are gorgeous. I have most of my old ones, and I have them up on a display. And nice. Like a shadow box. Yeah. They're so nice. Yeah. And they're all named after the Golden Girl. Oh, nice. That's pretty awesome. Gotta love that. Well, who's your favorite Golden Girl? Um, Sophia. There you go. Sophia is my favorite. Man, I used to watch that show all the time. That and Columbo. Yeah, those women were savages. Yeah, they were. So I did something a little crazy last night. Uh Uh-oh. I've been designing this tattoo for my leg for a while. And after I got out of the shower last night, I happened to have, you know, some things set up from earlier. And I was like, okay. Time for me to get a new tattoo. Oh. And now my leg has a new tattoo, and I'm happy, and I can't stop looking at it. There's a pretty picture there. That's awesome. How was that experience tattooing yourself? Um, it's like the seventh time I've tattooed myself. Uh. It's just something you absolutely have to be in the mood for. And you have to have like laser focus. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and the willpower to do it. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm the most stubborn person I've ever met. So. Oh, I see. It's the Irish. At least that's what my mother used to tell me. I just well, it's my personality, but. It's funny when I have clients tell me, like, say something like, oh, you have so many tattoos. How did you do all those tattoos? I'm like, I don't have hardly any tattoos compared to some of my, some of my colleagues and friends. It's like, you have no idea. They're like, well, how do you do uh-huh. it? Like, honestly, I hate getting tattooed. I hate it. It sucks. But I like having them. So you just do it. Yeah. I have it's some. the price you got to pay. I have, I have some clients that come to me and they call it ink therapy. They, they love getting tattoos. Yeah, the ink therapy thing. I'm not sure how I feel about that sometimes. That, for me, is a very big, like, red flag. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You're calling this what? Ink therapy? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me grab my headphones. Because oh, I know that all hear. they're going to do... All they're going to do is just unload on me. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm not getting paid as like much you're as a bartender. therapist. Like you're a bartender. If you want me to be your therapist, you're going to have to at least double my hourly. And I will listen to you as long as you want. 
not that not that I try to disconnect, but it's like I don't need to hear about your significant other's affair. I don't need to know that. It is amazing. No, I don't need to know what's going on with your kid's boyfriend. I don't care. That that doesn't have anything to do with this tattoo. You know? No, but tattooing is a very intimate act. It is. You're absolutely correct. And it's a very, you have to trust someone. So that opens people up to vulnerability. And the next thing you know, there's these things are just spilling out of their mouth. Right. <clears throat> it's difficult. It, it is. It's, it's not difficult. easy. No, it's it's difficult. You know what I mean? Like there definitely has to be a boundary there. And I think that um, I think a lot of the times the uh, the vulnerability just comes from the physical space, like the bubble that's kind of, you know, uh, that's breached. When- I mean, you know, most people, when you meet each other, there's a, there's a formal handshake. You know what I mean? And that's about mm-hmm. the most that's about the most contact that you get with a person when you first meet them. Um, and with a tattoo artist, you're definitely you know, there's definitely you know touching them. You're putting your hands yeah. on their skin to get a stencil on there and like to, to tattoo. You're them. definitely transferring energy between the two of you because you're both in each other's space. Absolutely, and uh, it can get kind of tricky, so you got to watch out. It can. So I agree, Jason. Ground, center, and shield. Ground, center, and shield. Hmm. I found that when I think of it that way, like when I think of my own personal energy, I ground it out, any anxiety <laughs> I have, send it into the ground, let you know, the world take care of it, let the universe take care of it. Center my, I guess, your chi, depending on you know, what you follow, center myself, and then Think of a shield that their energy can't penetrate and can't mine in any way. They can send it to me all they want, but my shields will keep me protected. It helps to not get exhausted by other people's energy. Have you ever had a, a client that just by the end of the tattoo, you feel drained? Oh, yeah. Not not by necessarily by the tattoo or the work you did, but just by the person. Oh yeah, definitely. Brown center and shield. My mom taught me that when I was younger, because people used to give me anxiety all the time. The anxiety word. There it is. People still give me anxiety to a point, but I found a way to, I don't either get rid of it or use it as fuel. I haven't figured out which one I'm actually doing yet. Well, like, like they say, the anxiety is like a fear of the future that hasn't, it's not even real yet. You know what I mean? And depression is a fear of the past that's already done and over and it doesn't even really have to exist anymore. Yeah, neither thing actually exists yet, and yet they're the things that are holding you. Yeah. Pretty wild. All I know is I just do some tattoos, man. Yep. My favorite thing to do. It really is.
All right, let me get your guys' cool. opinions so far. Oh, damn. Ooh. Can you see it? Mm -hmm. Yes. I like the way it's complementing the shape of the body a lot. Thank you. Color looks okay. Color looks real nice. Yeah. Pops really well. What color should I do in on the inside of the petals? Like a light teal. Ooh. I was thinking something warm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the because the pink, the pink is almost like a cool. Like so, the red to that pink is sort of it's almost like a cool shift. And then if you went like, you know, you could do something warm to the you know to the inside or something. Um, I don't know. I guess it's like play off. You know, play temperature probably. And then if you want, so if you're going to do the cool inside, then maybe push the outside a bit warmer, maybe. I don't, that's just, just my, my instinct on it. But yeah. it's like, it's got really great composition and, um, and, you know, all the details is so beautiful. <clears throat> Thank you very much. This has been kind of tricky. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, what, double tap? Nope, I can't double tap. <laughs> <laughs> I could go back yeah, Jason it. taught me how to use those uh, how to use those brushes last night. Like save the day, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. What's I it? am currently squirreling away all my extra change to buy a tablet. Oh, uh, it's a game changer, dude. Yeah, I'm still all pen and paper, you know, pencil and paper as far as drawing goes. I can't wait to get a tablet. It's a game changer. I will say though, like we've we I've talked about this with Jason a few times. Like there's been times where I'm working on a painting and I'll go to like zoom pinch and zoom on it. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I've I've smudged paintings that I've been working on recently because I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, shit. I have to physically go in on this painting, not like pinch and zoom it. Jesus. Pretty funny, man. Funny how you get used to something and then <clears throat> Yeah, I found a good way to uh, kind of help move away from doing that and getting too used to working digitally is I set aside one day every week, usually Sundays, um, whenever I have my drawing group and I work analog. And I'll sit down with my brushes and my paper and I'll go through and I'll, I'll force myself to work analog instead of digitally. This way it kind of breaks up that habit that we get into when we get used to working in a certain medium. That's a good idea. Yeah. So you're like mm -hmm. physically performing exercises to kind of stay with it then. Right. Yeah. Because if you can't do it on paper, then, you know, you shouldn't be doing it on a tablet. A tablet's yeah. going to give you a lot of different shortcuts, you know, um, and it's a great tool to have in your toolbox. It really, really is. And it's definitely beneficial. It's definitely a game changer for a lot of artists. But you should be able to do freehand or by hand analog, whatever you're doing on a tablet. Agreed. Sometimes I feel like doing it by hand makes it easier to do the tattoo. Because I used to use a stencil print. 
And I stopped using my stencil printer because I found that if I first draw it and then I trace my stencil by hand, you know, obviously not doing giant pieces, but if I trace my stencil by hand, then when I go to tattoo, I already have that muscle memory in there locked. Right. Because I've already done it once, twice, three times, sometimes. Yeah, and, you're like, you're like, like kind of in a sense married to the image already. You know yeah. how it works. Yeah. I remember I used to have to, dude, before, I, I love this, I love the thermo effects though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've done I've done my fair share of drawing and, and uh, tracing the, the prints. That's for sure. The only time I use my printer is if I'm doing a geometric piece. I'm not tracing that four times perfectly. Yeah. Each time I trace it, I'm going to screw it up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until it's off. So I will print out geometric tattoos. That makes sense. Because I know I can make that line straight the first time I go over it. But if I go over it four times, it's not going to be straight anymore. Well, guys, I'm actually going to be heading out in just a minute. Ricardo, if you want me to, I'll make you the host. This way you guys can keep everything going. I'm actually running really behind. That's part of the reason that I was late today. So I'll probably gotcha. jump off here too, man. Okay. Why don't we go through and do a couple of quick sign-offs? Okay. And um, we'll call it a day for today. Cool. Who wants to start? Uh, Amber, right. you want to start for us? Oh, Amber, sure. go ahead. A, a for Amber. Um, <laughs> I'm Amber Morgan. You can find me on Facebook at Looking Glass Inc. That's Looking Glass I-N-K. And you can also find me on Instagram at Amber Morgan. Have a great day, awesome. guys. Awesome. Thank you very much. Radical. Uh, James, we'll jump over to you. Cool. Hey, I'm James Wisdom. I do the Monday morning drawing for Tattooers Show. So um, feel free to, to zoom in um, if you can. Uh, thank you, Jason, for hosting this one today. And Ricardo, as always, excellent to see you. Excellent work with you guys today. Thank you. Amber, nice work. See you Monday. Uh, Ricardo, do you want next or do you want me to go next and then you end it? I'll go next. Okay. There you go. What's up, guys? My name is Ricardo Sturdivant. Uh, sorry about being late today. Uh, thank you, Amber and James, for jumping in. Jason, I appreciate you hosting this, man. Thank you so much on short notice. Um, my name is, like I said, Ricardo Sturdivant. <laughs> Reach me at uh, Instagram uh, under Ricardo Sturdivant or here every Tuesday morning at uh, 9 a.m. Central or 9 a.m. Central time. Um, yeah, Tuesday feels, man. Hit us up, let us know what's going on, and send us any questions that you might have. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys again. Awesome, thank you very much. Yep, and my name is Jason Lisa. I was the host for today. Um, thanks for joining us. Remember, if you like the program, hit that like and subscribe button. 
Um, make sure to go through and, you know, leave a positive comment if you so choose to. And feel free to tune in next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central for the next edition of Tuesday Feels. Thanks a Peace lot, everyone. Peace. Peace.